Good morning and welcome to the Free to Be show. Today I'm excited to talk about the topic of making, find, discovering your genius again. And so I'll introduce my guest right after the introduction. Hi, my name is Cordelia Gaffar. I'm the ultimate joy goddess. I help you to create sustainable practices of self-nurturing to discover your ultimate joy through workshops, retreats, coaching, my books, this podcast, and speaking engagements to co-create your sacred experience. What does that feel like? For mind alignment. For your yoni, more movement throughout your day. For your stomach, the best nutrition to nourish your body. For your heart, acknowledging your emotions. For your brain, more sleep. Work with me so that you can be replenished. Are you aligned in your full minds? Be free with replenishment. So today I have Sandy Scarlatta, and she is the recent best-selling author of Happiness Solved, Climbing 100 Steps, and so much more. Welcome to the show, Sandy. Hi, Cordelia. It's such a pleasure to see you. Thank you so much for having me. Today. Absolutely. <laughs> so I know I abbreviated your... Um, bio, but that's because we're going to discover all of the amazing things that you've accomplished in your life and the the clients that you work with throughout our conversation. So I'm wondering, how did you discover your genius? Mm. It's been a lifelong journey. been doing this for <laughs> 33 years. I've been on this journey. And uh, yeah, there's definitely been a lot of play in there because yeah. I, I feel like and I actually did um, a couple of readings recently where they're like, that's why you're here to like show the world that you can just play and have fun and like, and still be, you know, showing up. So for me, finding my zone of genius, which is what I love because for so, uh, for so long, even though I've been doing this work for a long time, um, I still was only in my zone of excellence. And when you're in your zone of excellence, it's like most people, like you're doing your thing, you're getting stuff done but you're still frustrated, stressed, overwhelmed, sometimes anxiety. And for me, I, I um, PTSD shows up for me sometimes, but it's very manageable at this point in my life, which is such a blessing. And uh, so when you getting into your zone of genius is all about raising your vibrational frequency and that all comes back to mindset. And, you know, when you're feeling frustrated, stressed, overwhelmed, anxious, you know, you have to have those tools in your back pocket that you can make that shift at any point. Um, and, and we can talk about that later, but that's, that's really, for me, it's just been a lot of self-discovery and I went from being a junkie to being a self-help junkie. <laughs> 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 years ago. A friend of mine pointed that out. He's like, you went, you know, you went from a junkie to being a self-help junkie. And I'm like, yeah, but you know, it's a better choice. <laughs> Yeah. And, you know, we just choose our addictions. It's not really the case. Yeah. Good exactly. morning, Bobby. Thank you for being with us. 
You know, I want to uh, highlight something that you brought up in that uh, you said you've, you were remaining in your zone of excellence for many years. And so it was moving into the zone of genius. Can you talk more about, um, for people that may not be familiar with the distinction between uh, zone of excellence versus zone of genius and how that whole dynamic works? Yeah. So, so when you're in your zone of excellence, like I said, you're getting things done, you're, you're performing at your, at your peak. It's just that life happens when we're busy making other plans. That's a friend of mine's. Uh, she introduced that quote to me about 20 years ago and I, and I've latched onto it because it's so true. And it's, it's really how we react. And if you're not able to, you know, shift out of those times of feeling frustrated, <laughs> Frustrated, stressed, overwhelmed. Yeah. You created and, a word there. See, it. there's your zone of genius right there. Clearly, that's why you wrote a book. <laughs> oh my gosh, that's hysterical. I'm so glad it's Friday. Um, so you end up staying stuck in that. And if you mm -hmm. don't have those tools to get out of it, it can just bring you down for hours, days, weeks, months even. Sometimes for people, it's years. But they're still operating. They're still getting stuff done. It's just who they show up in the world is not serving them. And so when you start to learn tools and you become self-aware and you start loving yourself and you you know have some sort of spirituality, that's my three-step formula, self-love, self-awareness, and spirituality to get you into your zone of genius. So when you're in that zone of genius, you know life is still happening around you. It's just things are happening and you're looking at things from a place of neutrality and you're not attaching emotion to it. Um, now, having said that, you know sometimes things happen, um, especially in relationships. And it may take you a little bit longer and that's okay. It's just about giving yourself grace to you know allow yourself to um, deal with, with the things that are showing up in your life. But the zone of genius is really about being at a higher frequency because when you're in a state of feeling shame, grief, um, fear, jealousy, guilt, shame, your, your vibrational frequency is at a very low state. Okay. When you can are able to shift out of that and, and feel the gratitude and the love and you know the, the happiness that we're all striving for, your vibrational frequency is up here. And scientists have actually studied this for a very, very long time. It's real. We, we emit these vibrational frequencies. You know, it's like when somebody walks in the room and they're angry, you know it immediately. Like you, you, you may recognize it on their face, their body language, you know, showing up like this, scowl on their face. But what's really happening is, is you're feeling that. You're feeling that. And the, and the same is true when somebody walks in and they're feeling great. Like you, you're attracted to that person. You want to talk to them because they, they, their positive energy is helping you raise yours because it feels good. Yeah. And so that's really what that zone of genius is. And I talk about it so often and, you know, I work with a lot of athletes and it's so important to be able to get into that zone of genius every time you're doing your sport, whatever that may be, not just on the day it matters. So you have to get into that zone all the time and stay there so that things and opportunities will present themselves. Everything around you just starts getting better in your life. Your relationships are better. Your health is better. Um, just everything. Uh, you know, it, uh, what I'm hearing you say overall is like you're, you're, 
let me just there there was something particular that I wanted to pull out so I'm going to focus on just that one piece first of all I heard you say that whatever we're doing whether or not we're actually an athlete is a sport so that's one way to to view your <laughs> zone of genius as a play right another the the other thing I heard you say was you were talking about these vibrations and we talk about that a lot on the free to be show um, because we are on different frequencies and me selecting joy, right, is like one of the higher, yeah. highest frequencies. Yes. So um, let, let's talk about where people are, though, currently, right? And, you know, this is uh, the fact that you have been able to do it and you work with people who uh, raise their, their vibration this is something that is accessible to everyone. And so I want our viewers and listeners to understand that we're not talking about something that is outside your world of possibility or zone of genius. This is if you are, what was the word you created? Frest, Frest. right? <laughs> let's, let's work with that word, okay? So if you're currently frest, which is the combination of being frustrated and stressed, you can raise your vibration. <laughs> I'm going to start crying. That is so hysterical. My mind just goes so fast. You know, sometimes my, my mouth can't keep up with, with the thoughts in my head. <laughs> I love it. I love it. But and it and it was for the elevation of, of those people who are viewing us today. It's to the elevation of their soul because many people are fresh, you know, and um and in order to get from there, one of the things that I I heard you say also, and that I, I often recommend to my clients is to move your body, right? Because that kind of shakes things up. Um, and it, it allows you to open that portal between worlds and, and really let the, um, you were talking about having a spiritual practice, let the divine be part of what you're creating. So does that sound accurate? Yes, very, very much so. Yeah, for sure. For sure. And moving your body. Oh my gosh. It's just, there's nothing like it. Um, it raises your endorphins, right? From the science part of it. And what that does is it just, it just releases so much of the negativity that you may be holding on to. I mean, that's the, quickest way to reduce your stress is to just exercise, just move your body. You know, even if you have, just do some jumping jacks, just anything, you know, and it also, you start breathing heavily, which increases your ox oxygen in, in your body. And so deep breathing calms you down. Right. So, yeah, it's just so important. Yeah. So what, what other ways um, do you help people to discover uh, their zone of genius. I know that you you shared like your three step process. Sometimes self love is um, not easy to us, you know, to to access. So, like, wh what would you? How, how do you help someone to get to that? Like to to turn that on. Wow. Yeah. I mean, it can be very very difficult for many many people. So. I always ask people to start trying every single day, looking in the mirror. And if you can't say, I love you, because that's very hard for some people to at least just say, you know, you got this. You know, I had a client once say to me, 
I'm not going to do that. I'm not even going to try. And I was like, well, can you at least look in the mirror and say, you got this? And the person was like, yeah, I can do that. And I'm like, okay, start doing that. Every time you wash your hands, say, you got this. The other thing is, is to really focus on, because, because when you don't love yourself, it really comes back to your self-worth and your self-esteem. And so you, you really want to try to um, focus on what are the qualities that I have? What are, what are the things that I bring to the table? Because we, everybody can, can look at that. And if you can't do that, well, then what would somebody, you know, what would your best friend say about you? How would they describe you? Because I promise you, it's all going to be really good stuff, right? Because your, your, your buddies are the ones that, that always see, you know, the good qualities that you have. So it's really, it's really about just focusing on that. You know, what, if you can't look at yourself in the mirror and say, I love you, you know, it's okay. You know, it'll, it'll come in time and, and be gentle and kind to yourself. Uh, and, and, and a lot of it is that self-dialogue that we're, it's all, everything, everything's mindset, period. You know, like it, it just all comes down to mindset. Uh, and I'm you have a challenge choice. that, Sandy. I, I, I kind of feel like things are more heart set. So, mm-hmm. you know, um, I, I was thinking about this earlier this week. I was like, you know, even when I recognize that I've been dealing with some heavy stuff, you know, mm-hmm. um, that has got me frustrated, I need, I need to give myself a little bit more time to um, recover from having Absolutely. been frustrated. Of course. Know? Oh, without question. I mean, I always tell people you can gratitude your way out of any situation in a pinch. It's just, you know, you have to give yourself that time to deal with, you know, not, not every situation you can just snap your fingers. And, and I can tell you myself, you know, I recently dealt with um, some family issues and I'm still working on it. It's been about three weeks now. Now, granted, is it, does it consume every minute of every day? Of course not, but it, it's going to reappear. It's going to, it's going to surface. And when it does, it's okay. You know, you, I work through it. I think it through, I, I, you know, focus on, you know, what was my part in the situation and, you know, things like that. Um, because yeah, you, you do have to, yeah. I mean, I write about that in my book, you know, like that's the number one thing is you have to feel the pain. I went through so many years of my life, not dealing with it and just shoving it aside. And you cannot shove anything aside. You have to feel it, you have to work through it. And whatever time it takes, just take the time. To, to, to go through those emotions because it's going to resurface at some point if you don't. I mean, that that's the bottom line is it's going to come up in other ways if you don't deal with it. Yeah. So you're saying yeah. like slowly, gently be Absolutely. with that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You have to be with it. You have to sit with it for sure. I mean, you know, it's, it's building that resilience muscle, you know, um, and it takes time, you know, and, and understand that, by taking the time to go through whatever situation that that came to you at some point when you work through it and you and you take the time to work through that you will recognize that it happened for you and not to you yeah and so for anyone that may have difficulty in being with the the emotions surrounding what they're currently going through. I know you were joking at the beginning saying that you were 
a, you went from being a junkie to a health junkie. Is that true? Did you like really struggle with using substances? Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, um, it was 33 years ago. Oh, and okay. uh, January of 1990 that, um, take a step back. My older brother died very tragically when I was 12 years old and he was 19. And so I never dealt with the grief and the pain. I was just told, you know, just smile and everything will be okay. And well, that does work in a pinch. Right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, what ended up happening was because I didn't deal with that. You know, I had a weak moment in, um, in my early, I was 20 years old, actually, and I was dating an older man. And he was like 11 years older than me. And he was a, co a work colleague. And he introduced cocaine to me. And I had never wanted to use drugs ever. And I started using it, um, used it for about three years and ended up hitting rock bottom very quickly, which was, you know, a godsend. Um, and that was when, you know, I stopped using it. I got my act together. And that's when I became a self-help junkie. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I mean, I was an athlete, you know, I mean, it was just, you know. Um, okay. So let, let's just um, be very accurate with what kind of athlete you were. You were um, an actual, yeah. An actual skater. Yes. Yeah. And so um, I started coaching skating in 1993 when ice rink opened in my backyard and I just figured I would teach little boys and girls how to, you know, how to skate, you know, and um, that was right around the time, if people will recall, the Nancy Kerrigan, Tanya Harding mm -hmm. incident. Yeah. And while that was such a tragic um, event that took place and just on so many levels, what happened was it brought figure skating back into the limelight. And I suddenly had 50 little boys and girls that wanted to be a competitive figure skater. And I was like, mm -hmm. okay. And I had one very talented skater who I took him from rental skates to US nationals and watched him get a gold medal in his first international competition. Took wow. another skater to another international competition. Um, at that point, he was about to go to college. And that was when I uh, made the decision to step down while I was on top. Um, it was just, um, you know, just like gymnastics and a lot of sports. At that time, I think things have really changed. But at that time, it was a very toxic environment. And energetically, I just couldn't, I couldn't be in that environment. Um, it just was not good for me. And so, so I walked away. And, uh, but during that time, I also obtained my gold medal in ice dancing, which was a very um, difficult feat um, at the age that I was. And uh, I got that when I was 34 years old. And very, very difficult. And so, so yeah, you know, but it was, it was, you know, I'm, I'm that type of person that sets very big goals for myself, especially from an athletic performance. And I think if, if my coach that I work with, um, he asked me, he goes, well, why do you, why? Cause I set another big goal. He goes, well, why do you want to do that? And I didn't have an answer for him. And it came to me last night. <laughs> it came to me, I was like, wow, you know, because it would be a great thing to accomplish. And, you know, I'm yeah. a high performance results coach. So why not? You know, I got to walk because I'm like, I'm, I'm a coach that I literally walk my talk. You know, mm -hmm. I don't. I don't give a client an exercise to do unless I've done it myself. Yes. Everything mm -hmm. I do, I live this way and I and I train my clients the, the same way. But what I what came to me was that I think because I had to stop skating at the age of 16, I had to stop competing because we moved to a rural area in Western Pennsylvania for just a couple of years. But that was that, you know, I had to stop competing. 
Yeah. And so I think because I didn't accomplish what I was capable of, that now I keep setting these goals for myself to accomplish. Um, because it's all because I'm competitive with me. It's all yeah. about, you know, reaching. Repeat that part. Because a lot of people, they're competing with the other. And you are competing with yourself. I'm competing with myself because it pushes me. It it pushes me to a higher level. Um, And and that's who I compete with is myself. And and it's, you know, it's okay. Yeah, so now I forgot. But that's, it's super powerful. It's totally fine that... I made you lose your train of thought <laughs> because this is a very powerful point, you know, and, and if we're talking about making, you know, discovering your zone of genius, a, a game to play, what better game to play than, you know, against the previous iteration of who you are. Yeah, that's right. You know, everything I do is for my future self. And, and I think with my whole big audacious tennis goal that I have, um, wait a minute. I missed something. You switched sports on me? I like, did. I switched sports. Okay. So now you're a tennis player. Yes. I stopped skating because of my knees. My knees were starting oh. to really bother me. As an ice dancer, it's a lot of pressure and stress on your knees. Mm. And I started noticing this at the age of 35, mm. that walking up and down stairs was starting to bother my knees. And so, okay. um, so yeah, so I, I don't skate anymore. I mean, every now and then I'll dust off my skates and I'll go out there. Yeah. And it's just, see, I'm the type of person that I can't do something just once a week. So it's <laughs> like, well, if I'm going to start skating again, I have to do it at least five days a week yeah. because it's such a hard sport that I need to do it five days a week in order to keep that level up. And so, yeah, so I put, I, I put my skates aside. Um, I've become obsessed with tennis and, and, you know, had my parents handed me a tennis racket. I, I am very, I'm so overly confident with my athletic abilities that I would have been a professional tennis player. I would have been, I would have been at Wimbledon. Yes. And you still can. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I don't know about that. Not in my age, but um, there's a, there's a, there's a level that I, that I know that I can, I can, that I can get to in tennis. And so, so I want to play tennis at a certain level level and ability. And, and of course I want to win, of course, you know, you don't, we all want to win when we play. And what I realized is that in order to do that, I have to get to the gym. Well, I've always been one of those people that signs a two-year commitment to a gym (laughs) and shows up once. (laughs) And so sound like that. That's not me. Yeah. So I played a game with myself and I'm like, okay, if I want to play tennis at this level, I have to do other types of training for my body. And I was, it was at the point where I would like go do a backhand and I would pull a muscle in my quad. And I'm like, okay, this is ridiculous. I shouldn't be pulling muscles in my quad. And so I played a game with myself and now it's just all about, I get to the gym and I lift the weights and I do the the training because I want to play tennis at a certain level. And if I want to get there, I have to do this. It's a non-negotiable anymore. It's a non-negotiable. And so, you know, when I was, when I was an amateur skater, back in the um, 70s and early 80s, it was in that time when you were told that you, you're not supposed to lift weights until you reach a certain age. And so mm-hmm. the off-ice training was not really part of it. It wasn't, a big, it wasn't a big part of it for me. And so 
so that I think that's why I've always had such a this adversity to going to a gym and and everything. Um, so yeah, so I just made it a game, and now you know that's 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 what gets me there. Um, and it's also you know I take care of my mother, who's eighty two years old, and she's using a walker right now. And I want to be eighty two and playing be playing tennis. So I just think about my future self, and you know everything I do today is so that I can be the best version of myself next week, next year, 10 years from now, 20 years from now. Yeah. Yeah. Or 50 years from now, in your case, if you're, you're talking about 82. So yeah, <laughs> we'll go with that story. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. So I, I, um, I really love that you shared that, you know, um, and I, I, I enjoy talking to you and, and people like you who are their work, right? You, you're not, just uh, coaching people to do something that you haven't done or you're not currently living, but you're really entrenched in the practice. I can see like body, mind, and soul. Um, so the, um, what is your goal with tennis then? If you're not going to Wimbledon. <laughs> I train like I'm going to Wimbledon. <laughs> um, so yeah. So at some point I and, and I'm still, this is, this has been a new goal that I've set for myself this year. And so I've broken my training down into three month increments mm -hmm. because I don't know what I don't know. And I, and I, you know, were it different, you know, wh where my physical ability is today, I don't know what it's going to be like in three months because I've never done this before and I have no idea, but at some point I would really like to play tennis, um, an amateur in, in my category at, at the national level. Yeah. I just want to play at the national level. I'm not saying I want to win. I'm just saying, I just want to get there. Let's just get there. And I don't yeah. know what that looks like for me. I have no idea. I don't know if it's going to take me one year, two years, three years. It could take me five years. I have no idea. You know, um, you know, cause, cause some people would argue, well, you know, if you create it, you'll get, well, yeah, but you know, we, we got to deal with this body too. <laughs> I'm in really good shape. Am I in, in shape enough? To accomplish that, I, I do not believe I am. You know, I, you know, you have to be realistic about your goals, and um, it's not going to happen next week. No matter, I can will it as much as you want. There's still you have to train your body. I've got to work on my technique, my form, my serve, my returns, my backhand, my forehand. <laughs> you know, right. all of this. You know, so um, yeah. So that's that's my end goal. Is you know, at some point, you know, and and then. When I'm 65, I have said this many times, when I'm 65, just because I'm thinking that's probably when I'll slow down just a little bit. I wanted... <laughs> I, I'm laughing because I don't know that I believe that. And I just met you, but okay, I'm listening. <laughs> I mean, with my with my coaching practice, that, that mm -hmm. you know, but who knows? But I want to travel the world and play tennis because there's tennis tournaments all over the world. And so I feel like, you know, 65 and up category and, and travel the world and play tennis. And I, I will, there's no doubt I will accomplish that. I'm, you know, there's no doubt. And I know that I will compete at, at nationals, you know, as an amateur at some point in my category. Um, I just don't know what that looks like and when it'll be. And that's okay. You know, you, you know, you got to break, you know, and I would tell this to any of my clients too, especially the athletes, you, know, you got to break your, break your training down into three month increments because um, things are going to change and there's so much out of our control that we don't even know about. So, Yeah. Yeah. So I'm wondering with your coaching, do you still coach athletes? So like if I wanted to, to play tennis, could you help me with that? 
I would play with you, but I, I'm not a <laughs> coach. I don't like, coach. No. I coach athletes on their mindset. So I'm uh, a high performance okay. results coach. So I work with, um, right now I have uh, multiple ice dancing teams mm-hmm. that I'm working with. One of, one of the teams I work with, their goal with me last year was to qualify for junior worlds mm-hmm. and they competed in junior worlds in March. So they're already they they're they're already eligible to compete next year in junior worlds. So th- their their goal this year is to and I'm just working with them on their mindset. They have their whole whole team of coaches and right. everything else. I don't have anything to do with that part of their training. Um, is to come in the top twenty um, at junior worlds, and it's um, and I know that they will be able to accomplish it. They're a new team. They've only been skating together for a little over a year. So just to qualify for junior worlds was absolutely phenomenal. Wow. as a brand new team. So yeah. Congratulations. That's amazing. So do you also work with corporate teams? Yes. Okay. Yes. Yeah. I work with corporate teams, uh, business leaders, entrepreneurs, and it's all, um, and I have group coaching, um, masterminds and one-on-one that I do. Um, I really believe in the one-on-one coaching because it's group coaching is not a one size fits all. I mean, you can certainly learn a lot, and it's a great model and I love it. And I, and I do it myself and I'm in other group coaching programs. Okay. It's that one-on-one, um, even if it's just like a check-in once a month, you really need that one-on-one, um, you know, to help you but, really push yeah. the move forward. I agree. Like, let's talk about that for a minute, you know, um, because as, um, as humans, right, not just mm-hmm. as coaches, we we have to be in conversation about um, how we're developing. So mm-hmm. for me, I, I'm in, I guess, a couple of group coaching programs, but I also have um, my own private one-on-one coach. So what is the distinction? Just, you know, maybe someone out there has only done group coaching. And what what is why is it important to have a one-on-one coach as well? Well, that's a great question. And all coaches should have coaches. And if you're thinking of hiring a coach, that's one of the questions you want to ask them is who is your coach (laughs) and do you have a coach? And so the one-on-one coaching for me, it's just somebody to be accountable to, you know, because I tell my coach, I, we talk every Tuesday, he's absolutely incredible. And I tell him, you know, well, this is what I'm working on this week. And so if Friday comes along and I haven't worked on it yet, you better believe I'm going to start working on that because I, I've got to report to this person, you know, and I, and so it's really about that accountability. Um, for me, it's somebody to bounce ideas off of. He's an expert in, in areas that I have not accomplished. And so it's, you know, it's working with, you know, you know, it, whatever it is that you're looking to do. I mean, you can hire a coach if you're looking to grow your social media platform. There's people out there that can help you with that. Um, if you need help with your marketing, there's coaches that'll help you with your marketing. I mean, there's so there's so many specialties of coaching. So whatever it is that you're looking for, you know, find somebody that is in that specialty that you're looking for and they will help you get there because they've already done it. Hopefully, hopefully, hopefully that coach has done it. You know, I think there's- Well, there's you want to vet for that, yeah. You yeah, definitely want to vet for that. There. But yeah, you want to make sure that they're that they've actually done what they're saying that they've done. And yeah. Yeah. And how how could you vet them properly and, and fact check that? I would just, you know, 
look at their social media, look at their social media. Um, how are they showing up in the world there? Look, do they have client testimonials? Do they have people that, um, that they can use as reference? I've, I've had people call me for, for a reference for another coach, you know, just because I know that person, I had not worked with them, but I know them and, you know, you can get references just like, you know, hiring a coach is no different than, you know, hiring an employee for yourself. You know, how would you, vet, how would you, you vet them, you know? Exactly. And then now for group coaching, what's the benefit of that? So the group coaching is really incredible because you have the dynamic of the whole group and the other people, especially if, if it's um, like some of the the calls that I'm on, um, they, they put you into um, on zoom, you're on zoom. So they put you into breakout rooms so you can kind of mastermind with other people, which is really awesome. Um, and help each other, you know, so um, that's really great. And it's also like for me, the group, group coaching that I do with all of my clients, I do a lot of training because it's all about the mindset. And there's so many different areas that you want to talk. So I prefer to have my clients in a group so that I can train them. And so their one on one calls, I'm actually dealing with with what they need help on, you know. Um, so, you know, you're getting that training, which is really great. Um, and it's, you're, you're getting that training in a, in a, in a group environment. And then in your one-on-one sessions, you have that ability to really work on issues that, that you, that you may not want to bring up in a group. Yeah. Yeah. You get to, you get a little bit of privacy and fine tune some things. Yeah. And yeah, what I like about the group setting for, for me is, um, I, I see that somebody else is dealing with the same thing I'm dealing with, mm-hmm. or sometimes I'm grateful that I'm not dealing with some of the things that people are dealing with, right? That's right. It increases my gratitude. I guess either way, it kind of increases my gratitude, right? Because I'm like, oh, yeah. great. I'm not alone. <laughs> it's like, oh, That's great. Right. I'm not dealing with that. <laughs> That's <know>. right. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. You know, and again, you know, it's really wonderful. And I love it when you're in a group set setting and somebody is being authentic and sharing what their, their struggles, because there's a lot of power in that when you're sharing what you're going through, you're helping other people as well, but it's also, you're getting it off your chest and you're, you, you know, you know, I heard once, you know, you're, we're only as sick as our secrets, you know, when you're keeping mm-hmm. that inside and you're not letting it, somebody else know it's going to eat you up. It's like a virus. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And going back to talking about our vibration, it definitely helps to keep it higher, right? Yeah. When you're not walking around with all that luggage. So um, yeah, I love that. I just wanted to talk about that a little bit because I feel like for all the coaches that exist out there, there's not a very good understanding of the benefits of it and how it works and, you know, do coaches have coaches, you know, and, and what does that look like? So um, I wanted to bring that in, in here also. And so let's, let's take it back to play. So Mm -hmm. do you feel like in those coaching sessions, settings that you, it, it helps you to stay more in that game with yourself? In what way? As I'm coaching people or when I'm with my coach? Mm, mm-hmm. 
So for yourself, when, when you're being coached, when I'm being coached, yeah. well, you know, we have such a great working relationship, my coach and I, and it's always really fun. And he's also um, an athlete in, in that, like he's a marathon runner and has done like, I don't even know how many, he's done a lot. So, so, you know, I mean, we, we connect on that level as well. Um, in terms of, you know, and for me, it's, it's, I don't know, I, I think I'm just a playful person anyway. So like everything is, everything is just kind of, you know, I, I look at everything as kind of, uh, as a game is, it, it, you know, pushing yourself to, to cross that finish line and, and accomplish that, you know? Yeah. That answers your question. <laughs> yeah. I was just wondering, cause like currently I'm, um, creating my replenish me tribe right so um it the game for me right now he's like it doesn't have to be hard you've got years of content just you know um make you know just make dates for when you're going to get things to your team to organize the content and because previously i was looking at this project as very very overwhelming i'm like i've got six years of things that i need to organize in this portal for people to access. Do mm -hmm. I even want to go in there? Can I outsource it? And then I looked at the digital files and I'm like, oh my God, this is such a mess, you know? So he's like, yeah, take it light. Yeah. You know, it can be. Yeah. <laughs> so. It is. I, I hear you. Cause I'm moving, condensing. I have a new CRM tool that I'm using. So I like it's replacing Kajabi, Calendly, MailChimp, text messaging services, and it integrates with social media. And I'm still working to get that set up. And because I'm, I've launched a whole new program, um, which is my Peak Performance Mindset Academy, I'm still using some of the older content because it's still relevant. I just, you know, it, it can be, it can be overwhelming. And it's like, you know what? I'm just going to do this today. Let's just focus on the calendar. Let's set up the mm -hmm. calendar today. Because if it, you know, and break it down into little baby steps, you know. Yeah. Yeah, because it, so. it does. It's a lot. It's a lot of work and it takes so much longer than you anticipate. And there's so many things that I can't outsource. You know, these landing pages, nobody knows what to say. I know I'm the only one that knows what to say, how to present it. But yeah. you're great with words. You even create words. <laughs> yeah, I create words. <laughs> so, yeah, I, I just, you know, I wanted to bring that up because as we talk about vibration, there are these little things that nick at it during the day, mm -hmm. right? Yep. You, any project you have going on, it, you can, you have a choice in that moment and right. in interacting with that thing, that inanimate, you know, project, <laughs> which kind of does get to have its own life of its own, right? But you, you can choose to be like, woe is me or wow, okay, how can I make this fun? Or how can yeah. I make this, um, you know, like uh, doable? And so uh, there, there's so many opportunities to to create games in different ways. I'm wondering if there's, um, what would be like your golden advice for someone to keep themselves um, in gamification, right? Gamifying their their life. What would you suggest? Well, it, you know, you already said it, it's a choice. And what you're doing when you're making a choice is you're shifting your perception of how you're seeing it. 
And there's always another way to look at a situation. I mean, you said it yourself, right? There's, there's always another way to look at it. I have a superpower of <laughs> being able to look at things from multiple perspectives. Sometimes it's a curse, but because sometimes <laughs> I don't want to look at it another way. I want to, no, I want to look at it this way. <laughs> always. I have a stubborn component to me, you know, it's just, it's, you know, I, I, I wouldn't it. say it's stubborn. I would say that it's like, um, okay, I'll come back to what the word is, but go ahead. <laughs> yeah. So it's just shifting your perce per perception about the situation. And there's always just, there's just always another look at it. So if you're feeling stuck in that, ask yourself, well, it, how else can I look at this? There's got to be another way to look, approach this, you know, isn't that, um, team building skills, things like that, right? You know, there's always another, think outside the box, you know, all of those those phrases that you hear all the time. There's always another way to look at it. And so if you're feeling that stuck, you know, how else can I look at this? Just ask yourself these questions, these empowering questions. Ask yourself, how else can I look at this situation? There's got to be another way to look at it. And if you ask yeah. for that and stay open, the answers will come. You know, just like I was saying to you, my coach, it was on Tuesday that he asked me, why, why, what, why do you have this big goal? Why, why is this so important to you? And I, I came up with a few things, but that wasn't really what was in my heart. Mm -hmm. And it wasn't until I was walking my dog last night, because I'm out in the stars and I'm like, yeah. And it hit me. You know, that's when it came to me. So, you know, sometimes it can, like for me, it can take some time, but the answers will come to you. And when they're supposed to come to you. And that's another thing, you know, is just being patient with yourself. And, you know, sometimes the answers aren't in front of you when you want them, but they will come to you when you're ready to hear it. That's for sure. Yes. Yeah. Thank you for sharing that. I, I figured out the word for you is determined. Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. Determined. Yeah. 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 There's a lot of that. <laughs> yeah, definitely. So, so yes. Yeah. So taking time to um, pause for the cause of you um, and just, you know, it seems like your, your come to moment was out being in nature, right? Just totally relaxed. And so allowing time and space for you to digest what is going on and just um, let that wisdom flow through you. Yeah, yeah, yeah for sure. Yeah, because, you know, sometimes you're in, you know, and I have a lot going on. There's a lot of different things that I do. And sometimes that busyness, you're, the answers aren't going to come to you because you're so preoccupied with so many things. And so, yeah, it, it certainly makes sense that I was out in nature and it was a beautiful night last night under the stars. And uh it came to me. <laughs> yeah. I was actually trying to <clears throat> put your, um, your happiness solve.com. So um, for, for anyone who would like to connect with Sandy and know more about um, everything she does, let me see if I can get it to go here. Okay. Happiness solve.com. And um, also your your website is your name, Sandy Correct. Scarlata. Okay. Yes. And so. So the Happiness Solved website, that is my podcast. Okay. So you can find my podcast, It's Happiness Solved, on any 
platform. That website, you can sign up there to receive emails so that you're, you're informed every time a new episode is released. They're released on Wednesdays and Fridays. And so sandyscarlotta.com, that is everything else for me. <laughs> okay. Perfect. Thank you so much for being our guest, my guest today on the Free to Be Show. And um, yeah, such an honor and privilege. Absolutely. Thank you for playing with me. (laughs) Of course, anytime. (laughs) And for those of you viewing and listening, share this with another heart and share this with another soul. And until next week, be free. Thank you for listening to the Free to Be Show. Now take this time to go into the oceans of your mind and deeply reflect and introspect on your depth. What would it look like to create a sacred experience? What would it feel like to create a world where you had your ultimate joy? where you're completely aligned in your four minds. Are you ready for a sacred experience? Allow yourself the freedom to be replenished and free. Connect with me at CordeliaGuffard.com.